welcome to Chatty AF, the Anime Feminist Podcast. My name's Amelia, I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Anime Feminist, and I'm joined today by Peter Fobian and very special guest, Miles Thomas. You guys would like to introduce yourselves? Yeah, I'm Peter Fobian, I'm an Associates Features Editor at Crunchyroll and a Contributor and Editor at Anime Feminist. My name is Miles Thomas, and I got introduced to the Head of Merchandising at PA Works, and he could not believe my desk. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're introducing a new credential each week that explains why we've invited you here. Looking forward to the next two as well. So what we're doing at the moment is a watch along where we watch six episodes of an older series at a time and then discuss them from a feminist viewpoint. So we're watching Shirobako at the moment at popular request from both patrons and fans. And we've invited Miles along as our resident expert uh, while Peter and I have not seen it before. So the two of us are coming in completely new and Miles knows exactly what we're in for. (laughs) (laughs) So this is our second episode in what will be a four-part series. We previously have covered episodes one through six and now we're picking up with episodes seven to twelve. So what I'd like to start with is looking at something we discussed at the end of the last episode which is how our hopes for that for these six episodes actually match up with what we've seen so just running through peter you wanted more focus on different areas of the office or different departments within the animation production process you wanted the disparity between Aoi and Taro, who have the same job and apparently the same level of seniority to be kind of recognized in universe. You wanted there to be more ridiculous anime references and more of a deep dive into how anime is made, plus more of a focus on the broader cast. How do you think it's stacked up? Uh, I think I actually got everything I wanted. So, uh, I remember Miles, you said that every six episodes is better than the last six, something like that last time. So yeah. I, 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 I'm, I might actually believe you now. Yeah, same. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, for, for should, I, should I go down? And, yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, more focus. I, I actually liked, uh, oh man, I was so prepared to be creeped out when she went to that sound design place and the guy told her, Me too. he said, take it off. I was like, oh no, the scene's going to be awful. But then he just kind of had her like walk in different stuff and then like yell into a microphone. And I guess she seemed okay with it. Uh, so we kind of learned a bit about how sound is, how like the sound guys work. It was really uh, adorable so, actually, wasn't it? Because she is yeah. at heart an anime fan. So she clearly was quite enjoying getting to see how it was made behind the scenes. Yeah, it's like being invited to your favorite studio or something. Yeah, exactly. Seems much more chill working at a sound place than an actual animation studio, too. <laughs> no uh, kidding. Yeah, they're like, we like a week turnaround time usually just, you know, so we can do the best work ever, but whatever. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I spent a lot more time with the animation team, uh, and uh, it didn't really get into, like, coloring or... Oh, I guess we, we learned a lot about uh, 3D design going into... Uh, her name's Ree, right? Me. Ree? Me. Uh, her uh, her job at uh, whatever special effects where they just do cars. Yeah. Um, so we kind of got touched on a couple different areas, and then like uh, when stuff starts going bad, it kind of uh, uh, we learned a bit about how like the studio can pull in different resources. Uh, Aoi was given the thirteenth episode, which is very very important since like the first and the thirteenth, as I understand it, are like uh, usually the 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 main director always directs those episodes. Hmm. Um, meanwhile, Taro, uh, I, it's just sort of become, what did, what was the one line that I loved most? 
They said, uh, no matter who we hire to replace these guys, they they can't be as bad as Taro. Oh. And everybody's like, oh, that, that that's actually reassuring. Everyone just agreed, uh, didn't they? They're like, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, right. yeah. They're like, oh, that's true. Oh, thank God. Um, I don't think we got, like, ridiculous anime references, but we got introduced to a couple more, uh, like, uh, industry people. And they kind of played on the initial D thing where he wanted to race, and then she kind of looked defeated inside. And then he, he peeled out and crashed his car when he realized that she'd gotten ahead of him. <laughs> uh, all of that involved deeper dives in anime. And, uh, yeah, we got to focus on the broader cast, too. So, yeah, every single point. Nice. Good job, Shirobako. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good job indeed. I found exactly the same. The second six episodes were much more engaging than the first six for me personally. They did go into the broader cast. I particularly wanted the five school friends to be more fleshed out and to be built up as more of a kind of a central ensemble. We got that, absolutely. Um, I wanted uh, Taro to be taken down a peg or two. I'm not sure we got that. Uh, he did, no, I'm, I'm not sure we got that. I think Taro's just so thick-skinned and oblivious that he's he's not at a point where he that's actually physically possible. So, yeah. Yeah, they're being very aggressive to, like, his face now. Like, I noticed some, like, they were just insulting him directly, uh, but he just doesn't, he's, he's so stupid that I don't even know if he realizes what's going on. Yeah, it's, yeah. He's, he's just the worst, and we'll come back to that. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it, it delivered for me. Like, did you enjoy it more than next six episodes? Uh, yes, a lot. Like, do you can like, kind of pinpoint why, do you think? Um, uh, hmm... I think uh, we kind of got all the growing pains out of the way where you really have to figure out, like, there was a lot of kind of uh, exposition where they had to sort of give you a general idea of how the business ran, and now that we have that idea, they can sort of work within it and uh, and do some interesting stuff. And uh, I think uh, there were a couple, like, plot points that focused on different characters, uh, Aoi and some of the other side characters, where um, they... Uh, specifically for female characters, there was they had like a lot of agency. They had to make important decisions, and they sort of made it like with support, but unaided. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, as far as like specific character focuses, it was better, and just the show kind of has hit its rhythm too. Do you want to go into that in a little bit more detail? The idea of agency. So you think that this six episodes shows certain characters having more agency than in the first six? Uh, yeah. So. Um... I don't know, I felt uh, maybe maybe you'll have some opinions on this actually. Me? Uh, the, the subplot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm 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 interested to hear yours, so I'll, I'll set it up. Um, so <laughs> there was the situation with the thirteenth episode where they just I guess didn't have enough animators and they kept they, they were trying to outsource and just basically everybody in the industry couldn't do it. Uh, and I went around and like asked people for help, and every once in a while they gave her a couple numbers or. Um, they would like say you could try this strategy she started looking for like freelancers but apparently that's a really awful idea since if it doesn't work it just sets you back to square one um and i think ultimately she ends up meeting with uh it's basically hideaki ano um (laughs) yeah the the resolution seemed a little bit weird because it was like the answer was the dude sitting next to emmy the whole time uh emma uh, sugi sugi was that his name sugi yeah 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 uh, and I don't know how everybody in the office forgot that they're like, we need somebody who can draw horses. And then, the, and this, they'd even referenced previously, all this guy can draw his animals. Yeah. Uh, but I guess everybody just forgot he existed. 
sitting in the corner there. Uh, so I thought that was sort of like a bizarre turn. I thought that um, was but so I, I, strange because apparently he's worked yeah. on these like legendary anime that have inspired members of this company. So, Miles, is he based on anyone? Uh, there's a couple people that he's allegedly based mm-hmm. on, uh, but he's one of the like the girls, a more generic character okay. who's just a combination of. I mean, but also I, I thought that was pretty realistic. I don't know what like you couldn't ask me what my coworkers did 20 <laughs> years ago, right? Like, or if I'm in panic mode or if I'm always like high strung, I'm not going to be thinking in those terms. Anyway. Yeah, I guess so. I guess Anno knows literally everybody and what they did 20 years ago. Kano. Kano. Uh, yeah, we'll call him Kano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I thought the... Uh, but, I mean, like, after that, with they were, like, the, um, the character designer and I think one of the colorists said that they would help draw frames. Um, and sort of everybody rallied together and got the episode done. Um, but mostly it was just kind of on the back of... Aoi literally talking to every single person in Tokyo uh, and, <laughs> and then finding out that the appropriate guy was literally like 10 feet away the whole time um, but yeah, I think yeah I thought that was a good plot just kind of a, a weird I guess I guess it is it might be more realistic in Japan where I, that guy because that guy's been working for like what 20-30 years so maybe and he was on loan to another studio mm. so he wasn't even working on their projects yeah so I guess you there really can't just be people in the corner of your office that literally everyone's forgotten about, but it's just still on the payroll. <laughs> it still feels. I mean, amazing, I know that's that. Yeah, I guess that's what they do instead of firing you a lot of the time in uh, Japan too. So I don't think it's that bad. I like don't think he ever did anything that he's like. He, I mean, that's probably going to be Taro in a couple of years, hopefully. <laughs> uh, I I don't think he did anything bad, and he wouldn't be on loan to another studio. But that's kind of how you can end up, and why nobody would know what your specialties or skills are. Like, I don't think it's going to be Taro, but I did want to ask a question about this. Um, how do you think, in theory, Emma could progress to a point where she would have Sugiya's position in an office? Uh, you mean, like, uh, the the veteran yep. animator? Yep, the veteran sitting like... in the corner working on what they're good at and nothing else. How do I think she could progress to that point? Yeah. Uh, probably making some very noteworthy animation and being recognized for it because uh, I, I know he was on loan to basically I think they were it was some studio that made um, like maybe more children's related anime or like Pokemon type stuff where there's more animals and designs like that which is his specialty uh, I don't know I like I couldn't say how somebody would it's like you just get recognized and I think that's sort of an alchemy all its own because that means other industry people happen to notice or it happens to be really successful for some reason and your name comes up as the person who did it. That's, I'm not sure how to answer that question, I guess. Miles, what would you say? Um, I mean, would she want to be in that position? Is that her end let's goal? Let's assume she does. Just for uh, the purposes of this question, let's assume that's where she wants to be. How would she get there? I, I guess what Peter said is kind of where I would go. She just has to, through attrition, get recognized. You know, it's attrition, good luck, and skill. Um, uh, she would just eventually find something that she did spectacularly at or just happened to be the one time where it worked, at, like everything worked in her favor. And uh, at that point, the, uh, whoever's managing her would say, I guess it's easier to just have you do all this all the time. And uh, it's a bigger benefit to our company to have you recognized as this individual 
instead of as just some anonymous animator within our studio. Okay. Can you think of uh, any like well-known female animators like that, like a Itano or a Yudapan or something like that? Um, gosh, I. I mm, no, I can't. Um, <laughs> I. But the thing is, I think, in all fairness to me, I am not enough of a sakuga nerd to be able to tell you like oh this is the guy that they get for every horse scene now yeah no 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 and i don't expect that but i think it's striking and when i saw this i obviously don't know the process and what you both outlined sounds perfectly reasonable to me but my thought watching this was could she even do this if she chose to get married and have children because we watched this series and the most senior woman we see that i can tell is segawa now, she works at home. She's not within the company structure. We meet Sugiye's wife in one episode. She was apparently an in-betweener back in the day. We don't get any sense that her career progressed beyond that. So it was just very interesting to me that there are apparently no kind of women that senior who could potentially mentor Emma to get her to that point if she chose to take a career break. And that's still very often the case in Japan. Yeah. No, that, I mean, first of all, with animators, they do disproportionately or predominantly work from home, Mm -hmm. which is honestly fantastic uh, for, you know, gender equity reasons. But at the same time, at the same time, they're they're not really going to be encouraged to go back to the office after they're done job. And I do wonder if it's a coincidence that the most senior woman in the series is a woman who works from home. So that just occurred to me while I was watching. I remember uh, something you mentioned last cast as well, Miles, was that uh, women have always been a big part of making anime, but they weren't necessarily recognized or given senior positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, with Sugie, you get the um, impression that he's been in the industry for like 30 or 40 years. So could it be that there just aren't many women who have uh, a position like that of, of recognition because there haven't been enough that were given the opportunities to enter that sort of position and then have been around that long enough to to sort of enter into that sort of status that he has. That I, I think absolutely. The history of the anime industry is such that, honestly, there's not even that many animators from 20, 30 years ago who are still in the mm-hmm. game, right? And we know most of them who are. Uh, and certainly there's not terribly many women because of what the industry looked like at that time. Yeah. And the women who were in the industry. And we do see actually some women older than uh, uh, in the coloring department, which has been traditionally female, mm-hmm. and the sound recording department, which again has had a little more of a gender mix. Uh, but So basically the, uh, the, the female Sukiyas might be the women working in animation right now. Yeah. That might be like the first generation. But it's worth noting that in Japan right now, women are putting off having children later and later because they're very aware that having children effectively means putting a huge dent in your career path. Yeah, or just retiring. Or just, yeah, or just stopping work entirely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so moving moving away from animators, because I appreciate that isn't a very specific niche. <laughs> how would Aoi, in theory progress to the kind of producer position that someone like Ochiai or Nabepi is in? I would argue she's doing it. Yep. She's doing it. <laughs> How is she doing it? How is she doing it? Uh, so, it, it, especially in, like, the last two episodes of this core mm-hmm. of the show, you see a lot of her 
progressing in the most important ways where she is talking to all the important people in the industry um, and they all begin to know her and recognize her. And honestly, just that, that, like I said, attrition is like the number one way to get ahead in life, right? And uh, she's starting that attrition battle very early. She's just an entry-level production, like, assistant. And already she's meeting people like Anno. Kano, uh, Kano. And like Kano. <laughs> and interacting with the head of studio, not, definitely not Studio Bones. Definitely not. Multiple times. <laughs> like, so, like, all these people within the industry are starting to get to, like, know her and are impressed or interested in her. Um, this, of course, may be interesting in the second core. I, I hope you guys enjoy that <laughs> element of the show. But uh, she's doing everything. Like, if I were like her senior, I would be like, wow, you're 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 ahead of the game. You're ahead of me. Uh, you're doing a great job of just putting yourself out there, showing that you're a very hard worker, doing all the things that Japanese traditional style Japanese business is very fond of. Um, other than the fact that she's a woman, she's doing everything. <laughs> as terrible as that is. She's like accidentally networking. And uh, I also, I, I did kind of, especially your question kind of brought this to mind. Uh, all the, they've had uh, the two most senior men in the production staff quit. Uh, so I guess the person in charge of, or like the most senior employee on the producer side would be Erica now, right? Yeah. Um, and she's got issues with her dad. Um his health so i don't know if that if she might be out soon either but i mean either way that what might i don't know if they're gonna somebody else is gonna appear or if erica ends up becoming their senior producer and uh assuming she stays or leaves that could mean that uh Aoi is next because i think at this point uh nobody has symphony Co- nobody would they wouldn't put taro there uh, just the way they, they add. Yeah. Yeah, no, i mean thank god uh, yeah thank like god early in the series i would have been concerned that he would like end up as like somebody she constantly has to fight because he's in a position above her but at yeah, this point no. it's just everyone has open hostility <laughs> toward taro so they would not promote him first absolutely not okay but uh, if they did i wouldn't believe it i want to look specifically at the names i mentioned them so ochio he got a promotion through his senpai from university, presumably a guy. Nabe P, when Aoi shows up and, and like asks him for help, he tries to get her out of there as quickly as possible. And then even when she gets Kanno's contact details, the other guy calls ahead of her and tells him that, that you know, this interesting girl's on the way and just humor her. Actually, nobody is helping Aoi up this ladder at all. So if she does make it to the point where she's got a job like Ochi or Nabe P, it's done against the odds, massively. And I think that's in stark contrast to the animation department where we see that Segawa holds Emma to high standards, but she also encourages her and reiterates her belief. We see that Igachi tries to, to get her to get past her artist block. She kind of takes her out and says, no, you have to step away from the page and go and look at real life for a while. And Sugiya is the one who kind of puts that in motion. So it seems like within the animation department, they have this kind of mentoring structure Whereas on the men's side, it seems like the negotiation takes place through kind of old school ties or in social spaces that women aren't welcome into. Yeah, like weird mahjong games. Well, I'm assuming that's kind of a stand-in for any possible social space that women aren't permitted into. I imagine there's a certain amount of negotiation discussion that goes on in other spaces as well. Oh yeah, for sure. So it's it's just the fact that she wasn't even it wasn't even a case of oh you're here come in join us I'll introduce you to these people even though Aoi and Nabipi work for the same company 
He tries to get her out of there as quickly as possible. Uh, you mean, like, tries to keep her out of the, the, the little Mahjong game they have? Yeah. So, like, she doesn't end up sitting down and playing or something but he like doesn't, that, because that would be awful. Well, yeah, he doesn't even kind of say, oh, oh, we can't stay long, but, you know, let me just introduce you briefly. He doesn't help her at all. And then as a result, when she's sent off to Kanno's place, no thanks to her co-worker, it's with this message, don't take her too seriously. And the fact that she gets anything out of Kanno at all is a miracle. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So yeah, that guy, he didn't want to, he just wanted her to leave. And then the other guy, I guess, just said, like, why don't you talk to this, like, industry legend yeah, real quick? Yeah, exactly. And, and I don't think I'll he meant any harm by it, but the fact is Nabepi didn't help her. He didn't yeah. support her at all. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Kano yeah. kind of, uh, they bonded over their mutual love of whatever, the, the chipmunk of the Andes or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chucky <laughs> Chuck. Yeah. I don't know what a reference that was to, but that was that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, whenever whenever two people are talking about anime in that show, I can really I really get into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, like yes, her, this this is exactly what it's like. Her conversation with on with sorry, Kano was it was it was lovely. It was fine. It wasn't a problem, and it was nice that he did actually meet with her and that he did end up giving her some useful advice, perhaps inadvertently, but. The fact that she wasn't supported by her co-workers to get to that stage. Like, really, how would she get to the point of Ochiai or Nabipi without connections and without being supported? It'll be incredible. And I guess uh, the the reason we're talking about this is because there's a lot of shows that do have female protagonists where uh, the one that's coming to mind right now is like, uh, this is a weird comparison, (laughs) but in in Psychopaths, uh, Akane is the main character and portrayed as, like, very capable. Mm -hmm. But if you actually look at how all of the plots roll out, it's just her watching other people figure things out. And occasionally she, like, says something that maybe, I guess, has them to have some sort of emotional revelation, revelation, but then they kind of figure it out anyway. Uh, She's just sort of a spectator uh, that we, we, a perspective character, uh, whereas Aoi is actually making changes based on her own merits, and that's, that's the difference. I mean, I'm bringing this up because it's real life, right? I'm bringing this yeah, up because sure. it absolutely reflects situations that exist within workplaces, Japanese and otherwise. And I just thought, I thought it was noteworthy that this was reflected. It's very subtle, but it's it's definitely there. We've already seen so many examples of mentoring happening amongst women, only within uh, a field in which there doesn't seem to be any kind of high-level seniority. And we've seen attempts at mentoring kind of crushed, <laughs> basically. So the the fact that you've got these two women, you've got Emma and you've got Aoi, and they're both kind of going down a road where if they do succeed, it will be, again, against kind of twice the odds against them that a, a male co-worker in their exact position, someone like Taro, would face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Emma, it's very... Uh, they. they... I appreciate they presented it very differently too. It's a lot of your your work speaks for itself kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, uh, what did Segawa say? She liked. I mean, even in the beginning, she said that she thought her art was very neat. It's just she couldn't, I guess, produce fast enough. Yeah. And she had. Whenever you're drawing something new, I guess there's a sticking point. Uh, so like she was having that problem with cats. Yeah. Um, which uh, seems like, I don't know, to be the animal she's probably most familiar with, but. Uh, what. What I took from that was less that she's having this problem with one specific thing. It was more she doesn't know how to get past a blocker like that. So she's currently struggling with the process of being an animator because everyone's going to hit that wall sometimes and she doesn't know how to get past it yet. So in the course of that that little arc, 
she kind of learned how to get past it. So I'm I'm hoping for really great things from Emma in the next uh, 12 episodes. I think that her arc is probably going to be one of the most satisfying of yeah. the entire series. I, I remember I, I took a note when I saw that. It, uh, the way they portrayed, like, what her situation is like there's no panacea mm-hmm. uh so like there's no like you found the animator you need and then you just all come together and do the work kind of thing you she like uh Suge was sort of describing it as you have to i can't remember what he said you have to draw fast to draw better yeah but you also have to draw better to be able to draw fast uh, it was like this this problem with uh speed yeah. the amount of work you do and the quality of your work which is just like you can't do one without the other three and then it's just like magic and hard work whether or not you can get to the point where you can do quality frames at the right speed. Uh, so, and, and even like once she kind of had a solution, it was still this kind of grind and this existential horror that she wouldn't be able to keep up with her work and yeah. she wouldn't be able to feed herself. Uh, so it's just kind of like you just have to keep working and um, use the, the strategies that the other people give you and kind of hope for the best. So it wasn't like uh, she, like, got her confidence and then everything's fine either. Yeah. It's like uh, she got, like, one or two more tools and that, like, terror's still there in the background. Um, but she managed to make it through the current project and she's still working hard. And I really like that, actually. I think I think the, the way that um, career path in general is represented is really great. It's It really resonates with me, certainly. Um and I think it, it, yeah, it does feel really realistic. So we've got um, Shizuka is another example, you know, the voice actor. She's desperately trying to break into this and she just seems to be making misstep after misstep, but not through any fault of her own, if that makes sense. She's just new and awkward and fumbling through it. And at some point we hope she'll get a lucky break, but actually she might end up deciding this isn't for her after all and walking away. And that would be absolutely fine. And then there's uh, there was me as well with the CG. That was another part. I think that was, like, kind of, if you could condense the, the six episodes down, there was a lot of, uh, like, uh, uncertainty as to where they were uh, when it came to progressing toward their goals. Because mm-hmm. uh, Aoi and uh, Emma both had that issue um, at their studio, and then me had that, because uh, she was, I guess, the most successful out of all of them. She worked at a studio that had great pay and great benefits. Yeah. Um, but it's just, like, all she was doing was making cars, and that's not why she wanted to learn how to do CG. So uh, it's like she could work there for five years and get a good reputation, but then all she would know how to render are, like, wheels. Yeah. Um, or she could quit now and take huge risks to try to find another studio that happened to be hiring. Like, I think the only, like, real job prospect they found was some dude's startup, which was, like, five employees, uh, and they needed one CG person. Yeah. So this is, like, a tremendous risk, but she ends up resigning uh, because cars are boring. What did you think of her decision to resign? Would you uh, have, me personally? Yeah, would you have made the same decision, do you think? Uh, yeah, definitely. Miles, how about you? You know, I, 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 I struggle with that question because I, I like to think that I would, um, but also her specific context seems honestly terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Japan's a country where you stick with one company for life, um, and it's not like she's got some sure thing she's working towards or leaving for. Yeah, I mean, um, lifetime employment isn't, well, it has never been quite as widespread as I think we perceive over here, but it certainly is a factor that you would expect a new employee straight out of of university, you would expect them to stay for a few years. You'd expect them to stay for at least like two, three years. 
you just get like weird questions yeah, exactly. all the time for the rest of your career. She is taking a huge risk, absolutely huge. There is a chance that she could be working in a, a convenience store to just pay her rent. And I think she's very aware of this. So the fact that she's making that leap is, it is really impressive or terrifying, depending on your perspective. <laughs> um, but I think it's really interesting within these six episodes, we've seen kind of the counterpoint of that, which is with Ali's older sister, Kaori, who is almost 30. She's in a job that she absolutely hates, but presumably, you know, she's built up a decent CV. She's, she seems to be in a stable company with presumably good benefits and so on. And she's, she's done everything right, but she cannot stand the position she's in. And I really thought that they were going to do some reveal where it turned out she'd quit her job and her, her little holiday in Tokyo was actually um, just her way of getting up courage before confessing to everyone that she'd left her job. But that didn't happen. So I guess she just couldn't bear it anymore and took a few days off. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting subplot. And the ending was sort of like, I guess she just goes back to work. Uh, yeah. I, I guess she was just inspired by how everybody else was hard, working hard. and But I guess she's going back to the job she doesn't like to work hard yeah uh i don't know that actually that got like really real for me with uh (laughs) yeah when she was there i could sort of sense i mean you can sense immediately that something's kind of going on with her uh but then they kind of did that little bit of exposition it turned out it was a freaking credit union which is (laughs) (laughs) and i was like oh uh, (laughs) and like all those scenes were just so uh, they like i don't know if somebody there worked at a credit union but (laughs) That was, like, spot on. Like, I don't know, somebody was talking to her about, like, some shitty reality television show, and, like, they're talking about sports and their kids, and just, like, every every aspect of the business that they're talking about is just, like, some sort of unquantifiable number. It's very abstract, and I, you could tell she just doesn't care at all. And, uh, like, like to be real, that is absolutely what it felt like <laughs> when I was, was working in a and and I I got the fuck out of there. So when and yeah, it was it was awful. But then she, but she goes back. She goes back. <laughs> and, but she goes uh, back. Uh, why do you yeah. why do you think she goes back? Why do you think she doesn't leave? I don't know. I I, I can't honestly. Like I'm so happy to be out of finance <laughs> personally. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm so thankful to be out of finance. Uh, like it it. Yeah, so I, I took, like, for that, I guess that maybe that just didn't res- resonate with me personally, because I know a lot of people, like, are able to work in that kind of job, and they don't have a problem with it, but they, I can't, I mean, she doesn't really, there was, there was no other really presented prospects for her, it was just her on vacation trying to get away from it, right? Yeah. So, but the, the fact that she is just going to keep working, I, uh, and, like, not looking for outs or anything like that, I, uh. I just, that seems terrifying to me personally. <laughs> there was another counterpoint that I think goes with both Mitan and Kaori, and that was Honda, who in these episodes says, I'm going to leave. I, I like this well enough, but I actually really want to be a, a, a baker. I really want to make cakes, so I'm going to go work in a bakery. Yeah. Identify with that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think so. I mean, no, that's cool. Like, uh, it, you know, working in anime, like making cakes because you really like cakes. Uh, I think that's cool. That oh, it reminds me of something else where a guy quits and makes cakes. Oh no, I think it was just an internet thing where he uh, he baked a cake that had his resignation on it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That Facebook story. I saw that. Uh, so, <laughs> but um, I mean, that sounds cool. Sounds like he was always baking things during the weekends anyway. And, like, you know, they were talking about how he brought in brownies. Um, 
probably for the re- good for the rest of the staff who's trying to watch their weight and stuff. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and he said he's just gonna work down the street, so if he's friends with them, like he can come by whenever. So like honestly, I'm that seems really awesome. I'm happy for him. <laughs> and he's he seems to be making a pretty brave decision as well because when he first admits that this is what he wants, their response is like it's almost homophobic, isn't it? It's really like ugh, gross. I ate brownies. Oh, the thing about him in the apron yeah and like picturing him in an apron with hearts on it and with like lipstick on and it was it was really like it's kind of startling to me because i just wasn't expecting something like that in the middle of this um yeah i I was waiting for a line that was like really dangerous to come out of one of them yeah i was waiting for that yeah. It, it, I mean, it was kind of a weird, I like, I, I wasn't entirely uh, set with what they were doing, but at the same time, he also locks dudes in cages, so seeing the same guy baking uh, yeah. and locking people up, maybe, uh, I hope that's the, the contrast that they were trying to overcome. Maybe. I, I'm happy just not defending any of their reactions, <laughs> It was pretty bad. I, 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 I'll, defend, I'll defend the show up and down, but uh, not this no. part, I don't know. Right, the last yeah. thing I wanted to well, not a great moment. The last thing I well, actually, sorry, go ahead. Before before we go on, I want to talk about Aoi's sister real quick. So with with Kari when she comes back, um, part of me was very frustrated that she just comes and leaves, and there's no visible like conclusion, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no like, all right, uh, like she says, oh, I'm I feel like motivated by you guys, but that's about the the end of it. And if you're having like a existential crisis that's usually not enough and i don't think it is enough but i think what happens there is you kind of get a sense of her being able to see uh the distance that's that Ali has already taken from where she was when they lived together as kids to where she is now and is able to see like oh i guess i can't overcome that gap i can't i can't do what Ali did so i'm gonna go back and just be happy that i'm not the type of person that can find happiness in their jobs, but at least my sister and her motivated friends can. That was kind of my takeaway from that whole ordeal. And it uh, kind of made me sad because I know a lot of people in my you know, personal and professional life who are like that. And I want people to you know, want the most out of everything, but sometimes people kind of are resigned. Yeah, I don't like that at all. That sounds... <laughs> I don't like that take. <laughs> I don't like that at all. You're going to hate That's my a... take then. Oh, okay. Hit me. She's nearly 30. She's pretty okay. junior. She's a woman in <laughs> Japan. Who's going to hire her? Mm. She is at a point where marriage and children is a career option, effectively. I say this as a 33-year-old woman, right? The pressure to find your, the right career path, right in inverted commas, but as right as you're gonna get before you are old enough to get married and have children, because even if they're legally not allowed to and they don't tell you, employers do hold it against you. I absolutely know that there are jobs I haven't gotten through for or that friends of mine hadn't gotten through for because you're up against people who definitely aren't gonna take maternity leave at the very least. So the idea that she stays in her job and that if she gets married, you know, she might be able to escape it that way. Or, you know, even if she has to carry on working for whatever reason, she might get some paid maternity leave out of it. Yeah, that rings true. Absolutely. 
Are you saying she's just going back to their hometown to like, and has like resolved to go to every employee mixer she can from that point or something? We don't know that she's not already like, doing that. We don't. Oh, we don't okay. know her background. Or <laughs> I don't know if we're going to. But like, I'm. This like this is so important to me to talk about this one right now because there are moments in this where we see Aoi kind of talking about the choice that people face. Like we see uh, Honda in her imagination reaching a crossroads between anime and baking. And we see him running towards the baking. How old is he? Is he in his 30s? And he gets that. that. He's in his 30s, in his 40s. He can just decide, I want to change career. And he changes career. And she looks at Mitang, who is so young that even if she does cause some damage right now, she probably has time to make it back up before she reaches that point. Aoi is refusing to think about the ultimate ambition of her actions at the moment. That's fine. She's busy. I'm absolutely certain that we'll get to that and that she will have formed a dream of her own before the end of the series. But for now, she's surrounded by these people who are acting on their dreams. It is very, very important to acknowledge the fact that her sister, who is around the age of 30, is not one of those people. And she doesn't even question that. She doesn't question it. And I have felt that pressure for years absolutely years that you have to get it right because if you get it wrong and then you have children then you are stuck well when her sister's leaving doesn't she say like is everything okay yeah but she doesn't tell her anything does she her sister doesn't say anything no no. but i i I, she knows something's wrong i mean Um, i wouldn't talk to my what is she 22 23 i wouldn't talk to my 23 year old sister about you know i'm having a, a crisis about my work but i feel like i'm trapped and i can't get out it seems like you're happier where you are in life with me while being 10 years my junior. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> oh, too <laughs> real there, guys. Too real. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm really sorry to be depressing, but that no, leaped out of it, me. It is, it is depressing. Yeah. On I think it was my second rewatch, because um, I had almost forgotten on the first time I watched the show that Aoi's sister existed. I'd almost forgotten oh, her. Oh, really? And then I realized why, and it's because the show kind of forgets her. If you're not, if you're watching for fun, like if you're not watching with a critical eye, mm-hmm. it's very easy to just lose a character like yeah. this. Yeah. And that's tragic. That's life. <laughs> this made me, this this part really got to me, like her, her arc and kind of everything around her. And especially in this six episodes, we've got her, we've got Mijan, we've got Honda. And just the contrast between the three of them really, really stuck me. So that just wanted to bring that to your attention. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. Same. I, I felt like she was like, like, I don't know. Somebody knew that I was watching this show and put that character in just for me. Was, uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> just to make you feel huge relief. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I mean, because like I'm, I'm around the same age as her, too, I guess. And I felt I feel like um, I just like squeaked out yeah. and you know yeah so, absolutely uh, um, I, th- and that's why I was rooting for her too I was like oh no you gotta get out of there yeah. um, but I guess Miles just said they forgot about her so yeah so I, guess <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that too I was like oh maybe she comes back no apparently not yeah. <laughs> rest in peace <laughs> <laughs> okay last character Taro's still the worst right oh yeah this one, okay. I know you don't fire people in Japan, right? But he you do sometimes. He actually stole the company car. He oh, yeah. he drove Erica to the hospital in the company car, and then just said, "I'm not gonna come back. I'm gonna like take a day yeah. and and eat gyoza or some shit like that." But he had he had the car that they need to go get like frames and stuff. That that's I I can't think of that as not theft. 
Uh, it's gross misconduct, right? At least. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently not. And, but you know he's going to go back to work, and they're just going to go like, uh, we, I guess we can't trust oh, you. Oh, Taro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you. You goof. The, the obvious, like, awful moment for him was um, when he said that he wants to be a director, but he doesn't want to be, like, an episode director, and he might settle for being a producer. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I love the line where he said like uh, uh something about being a, a raging tiger. Yeah, so Erica says that's an insult to every tiger. You need to take that back right now. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just awful, but the idea that he could still be successful is just bothering me so much. It something needs to happen with him in the next six episodes for sure. Yeah, I guess I don't know like like what it takes in Japan to get fired. I'm assuming this is a bit this is going a bit further than it's willing to you know, this is, it's not going to be super realistic about this aspect of the show, uh, but there's got to be a point, right? Honestly, what, what you described is a firing offense, even in a very anti-firing culture. <laughs> yeah. If you, like, I don't think that that's a controversial thing to yeah, say. Absolutely. Absolutely. He just skips out on work. <laughs> yeah. During, while they're like in a rush to finish the, the final episode of a series that's very important to them and might affect if they get a huge contract. Yeah. Uh, With the car. Yeah, with a company car that they need possibly to complete the episode. He's pretty awful. Yeah. Um, we've got a new character, potentially. Is, has she been hired, the, the girl with the kind of blonde streaks in her hair? Ugh. Oh, I, wow. Uh, wow, that was a strong reaction that, to someone whose name I don't will, even know. Yeah, I don't know her name either. Ando? Ando? They, they did that interview thing. They interviewed four people, yeah. and... Uh, she was like the cute girl and i'm like that one gets hired that was my thought the moment i saw her uh <laughs> even though like three of them had apparently watched a lot of anime just one like said he liked a lot of anime that that studio happened to not have made uh yeah and i i don't remember what she said but i was just like she's got a very unique and cute character design so i wonder if she ends up and then she's in the car with taro in like the next scene so i i still not clear on if they hired her I'm not. Yeah. I did respect yeah. the fact they that she immediately hire. told Taro to shut up. Yeah, though. exactly. She immediately, <laughs> yeah, yeah, picked up on the fact that he's the worst and responded accordingly. So good for you, whoever you are. Yeah, but I, I don't know if that's the new member of the team to replace there because they're too short on the production team now. Yeah, and I do see why they didn't hire the guy who um, got the name wrong because if you're a production assistant, attention to detail is pretty much your job. So yeah. <laughs> if you can't keep the name straight in, in an interview, then yeah, maybe it's not quite right for you. But the others, if it wasn't there, the, the woman who just said she wanted to cut down her commute and there was... The... Oh, how, do you, how do you feel about that one, Miles? If somebody told you that during an interview? Can I spoil something really small for you guys? Uh, how small? It's fine if I can't. Uh, it, you find out in the next, the very like first three minutes. Of okay, the go episode. ahead. The commute girl gets the job, too. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Okay. okay. Fine. They're in the second opening, so, like, I, I feel like it's okay. fine to, to talk about this. Um, no, so the two newbies, the two new production assistants, um, yeah, you, when I was watching it, I, I'm like, neither of them are going to get the job. And then, of course, the, the, they, they both do. Everyone but the, the, the guy gets the job. Oh. <laughs> Uh, well, wait. There was there was two guys. Two yeah, girls. there was the guy who we di didn't actually form a coherent sentence. Oh well, then I won't <laughs> say anything else. But, okay. Uh, uh, 
it, it's interesting that the only look into those characters we get is, hey, I, yeah, basically I like really basic ass movies. And then the other girl is, says, I just need a closer commute and both of them get the job. And I think that that speaks a lot to uh, being a production assistant, how they will take anybody and they keep Taro because he still comes into work every day. Well, well most wait, 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 wait. Basic ass movies. Are you talking about Ghibli? <laughs> Yeah, if that's what you're saying at an anime studio, like, everyone's going to say Ghibli. Come on. It's like, are you into film? And then you go, yeah, I love Marvel movies, man. (laughs) Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Ghibli movies, or Ghibli movies, as I'm assuming they're referring to. uh, I do have to say, actually, (laughs) I think all of us can empathize with that commute part, though. Oh, yeah. Every single one of us. Yeah. I've actually used that one in an interview before, (laughs) and I got the job. So... (laughs) (laughs) I was going out of Palo Alto. It was like a two-hour commute, and then oh my god, uh, yeah, the other one was local for me. I mean, I say that my like, commute oh, yeah. right now is like two hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, a miles. I believe you can also empathize with this. Yeah, almost three hours a day total commute. Yeah, that's yep. about what I have. Of there you go. Delays and stuff. So literally saying, I would like twenty percent of my life back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not. And this job is nearby. I I think I'm qualified for this job. Uh, it seems like a fun place, and I want twenty percent of my life back. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, it's it's certainly. It's not it's not tarot level bad, is it? That's the no. bar they're being judged against. So that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really. That depends on their competence and uh, how connected they are with reality. I guess. <laughs> okay. Next six episodes, where do you want to see it go? You can go first, Peter. Oof, uh, I don't know if I'm prepared for this one. Uh, let's see. Oh, do you want me to go first? I can. I have some ideas. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Please. I want I want Segawa to get a bit more development for a start, because I, I was listening back to the the previous episode. And I talked for ages about how I'm really interested in Sego and Endo's relationship and where's that going to go and what does it mean and what's the background there? And we get nothing for six episodes. And now that we've seen Sego kind of mentoring um, Emma, I'm kind of more interested in her now. And I'm saying, okay, next six episodes, I'd really like to know more about her career. Like, how did she get there? And where does she see as her next step? She's a supervising animator now, I think, or an animation supervisor. So does she want to progress or is she quite happy where she is? Like, I'm, I'm interested now in her career path. Um, I'd really like to see something positive happen to Shizuka, uh, the voice actor. I, I cringed so badly, like almost every moment that she showed up this, this, uh, this six episodes. Oh. I felt so bad for her. Um, and it just, I, it, again, it's, there's nothing wrong with what she's doing. She's trying hard. She's just a bit awkward. And it's just hard to watch because I feel for her and I like her and I want her to do well. But at the same time, if she just sails straight into a voice acting career and hits immediate success, that's completely at odds with the with the obstacles that the rest of them are facing, which are much more realistic, much slower paced. So I'm I'm kind of hoping something positive happens to her. And that might be deciding, actually, this isn't for me. I would love to make anime with my friends again, but... I'm not sure that this is what I want to do every day for the rest of my life. That might be what it means. I don't know. I just realized something. Yeah. I think Aoi has just as many voice credits as she does now. <laughs> oh, no, because of the, the foley. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh no. Poor Shizuka. God, I really hope this is the most depressing episode of the podcast that we put out on this. 
everything. Like just the, yeah, just everything. The uncertainty of their careers. <laughs> yeah. All of their career paths going nowhere. On yeah. that... Well, I, I feel... Go ahead. Go ahead, sorry. I was just going to say, on that note, I really hope that Mita is, is actually rewarded for taking a risk. I really hope that she ends up working for someone who makes stories in one way or another. I don't want her to be punished for this. I do want Taro to be punished for being the worst. Those are the only other two wishes I have for the next six episodes. Well, on tra- the trajectory <laughs> of the series, I don't know if... Um, I don't really think any of them are going to drop out. I'd be pretty surprised if that happened. Hmm. That would be interesting, but I, I feel like all of them are going to... No, like find a place. Tanda, oh, you mean of the main well, the, five? He's, he, of the girls, yeah, yeah the the girls from high school. Yeah, I would like something. Is it is it me the, who's the writer then? The Dusty uh, girl. That's D. That's Ri. Yeah, Midori. Oh, is that why they call her Diesel Chan? Okay. Uh, yeah, because so so far she's just helped like find a. It was a Diesel train too. She's not. It? I don't think she's been called Diesel Chan yet. Okay. I'm sorry. I Spoilers. Just, that's... <laughs> Oh, is that why people call her Diesel Chan? Well, you know, D. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's it's so natural. You're doing really well at not spoiling us, I think. If that's the biggest spoiler you (laughs) drop, you're doing fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was Diesel Train. Uh, We'll say that's the reason. Yeah, she's Um, she's very much in the background at the moment because she's a student. She's not actually working. But she does say say that she wants to write a novel, which I thought was quite interesting. She's not writing spec scripts or anything. She wants to write a novel. Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah, so maybe she she won't get in. She'll choose to go through a different medium or something. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. Writers do all kinds of stuff because like uh, what is it? McCarthy's written like a, a movie, a play, and a and a bunch of books now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, whatever. It's totally possible. A it's a it's a flexible flexible career path, but it's also highly competitive and very low paid. So we'll we'll see how that goes for her. But for for me, I would like her to get into some kind of work that is in line with her reasons for leaving the last job, I think, even if it doesn't seem directly like the direct path that she wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also seeing somebody working in like a startup environment would be pretty interesting yeah, too if that's, really she ends up going in that direction. Because like, uh, uh, a lot of the studios you hear about today are usually started by somebody who was a huge name at a previous huge studio, okay. like uh, Mappa, uh, Trigger... Uh, Kyoani, all of them had pretty well-known names found at the studios. Okay. Uh, those are just the studios you know of. Huh? Well, I mean, those, those are, are just the studios. Yeah, well, those are those are the studios people, at least, like, you know, in our sphere, talk about, right? Like, uh... I, I guess. Like, okay. Well, okay, Miles, like, uh... What were you saying about not being a soccer nerd? <laughs> well, no, no, I, I, I'm... I'm just saying, like, uh, what's it called? The, who's the studio that did the McDonald's anime? The little commercials. No uh, oh man, Evan so, even mentioned that. I don't remember. There's Colorado. <laughs> so Studio Colorado was started by two women who worked at PA Works, but they weren't like high up. They were just animation like supervisors. That's really interesting. Two women started a studio that's got picked up by a corporation that huge. Yeah, it's a good. Oh, oh uh, Kanipa uh, did a thing on that too, right? Who did? Yeah. There, there's not like. Uh, the Canapa effect. We oh, did a little video for Crunchyroll about Studio Colorado. It's, it's really great. Lots of uh, really animated things of women flying and a McDonald's commercial. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I saw I saw it's the a, um, the ad. It's a good I commercial. I haven't seen yeah, Callum's yeah. video on it yet, so I'll have to watch that. It almost makes it look like working at McDonald's would be fun and fulfilling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maybe it is in Japan. I don't know. 
probably a bit nicer than England. I mean, if you can impress senpai. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Every job is worth it if you have a senpai. Okay, back to Shirobako. What do you want to okay. see in the next six episodes, Peter? Uh, I definitely... I, I want to see both... Um, I guess it's me and Ri, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to see more of those two, I guess. Because I'm... Uh, like, as a writer myself, I'm pretty interested in seeing uh, how that part of the industry might work out mm. um, since right now it seems like all she's doing is watching movies until 6 a.m. in the morning and <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what else she's doing and hanging out with uh, Aoi's sister for yeah uh, and also the the CG work I, I like especially if she goes to a startup I think it'd be pretty interesting uh, like on the whole and I, I think this might be one, something we want to touch on before we end uh, I I I don't. I can't think of any like fan service that I really noticed in this six episode portion. Uh, so I, I feel like so long as the series maintains on this course, it's it's pretty good so far. Um, past that, like uh, it sounds like they might be getting this uh, new witch girls whatever contract thing. So I want to see like uh, how production might be restructured, uh, especially if Erica's in charge at that point and. Uh, like, I guess, maybe some actual upward mobility from Aoi. I think she's going to decide that she likes to do production, um, but I, I kind of want to see how that rolls out. So, yeah, well, everything I want is just kind of like an uh, indirection of plot, which I guess is really good. That's a that good thing. That speaks well the show, yeah. It does, yeah. Okay, Miles, has anything surprised you about our discussion, or is it more or less as you would have expected for these six episodes? So, I, I honestly expected Kari to come up um, I'm really glad. So I, I, that is, I guess, my biggest satisfaction because in Shirobako discussions that I've heard and read and watched and all that, she's not a part of those conversations. And I honestly thought you would talk about Honda more and his decision and how that relates to, you know, well, could anyone, could, could Aoi make that decision right now and be respected within society? Um, and I don't really feel that way. Mm. Uh, so that was that was something interesting that I was just maybe projecting onto y'all. No, 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 <laughs> absolutely. You should have brought it up at the time. We, that's perfectly good to discuss. What else do I got? Um, I'm interested that you guys didn't talk about the relationship of the main five girls with beer. With beer? Yeah, with alcohol. Oh, do you mean that they like to drink? They like to drink all okay. the time. I mean, and it's never, <laughs> that just feels really normal. <laughs> that feels really normal, but you don't see it in anime. Ah, and I think yes. it, I think it's really wonderful how. What do what do people do after a hard day at work? Go have a beer. It's a pretty normal thing to go out for a beer, um, but usually in anime you see the characters are being like covered or covered or protected or you know like all these things that these that uh, producers assume otaku want out of anime is like oh these sweet virginal girls and like the the girls aren't aren't seen as like if a woman drinks beer in an anime it's normally in the context of she's like either uh sloppy or she's got you know male mannerisms or something like that and here it's like no they're just the same girls as you would expect like they're the cute girls i guess but they're just drinking beer and it's not played up or it's not played down and it's just that's just what they happen to do. And I, I found that so refreshing how they just drink beer. And it's not a, a point. That right. is such a good point. And 
I've drunk beer with Japanese women many, many times, and it, the, you're absolutely right. You don't really see it in anime, even though it's everywhere in Tokyo is women drinking beer. Well, I think that's also just because there's not a whole lot of anime that cover work culture, and right. and drinking after work is like very, very, very common. So since it's all like high school anime that we're seeing, I, they're not going to go out and get beers after. But, um, but it's not like yeah. I mean, we talk about high school anime is like that's the only thing, but there's really a pretty good diversity in anime we just you know as a anime as a western anime culture we like to uh overgeneralize but are you uh, do you think there's a lot of workplace anime miles i do i do and i think there's a lot of anime with adult characters i cataloged all of like 2014 and 15's anime by did they have adult characters and it's you know a pretty good did you break the damp agenda Mm mm-mm I could. I've got my Yeah, no, no, no. I'd love to I'd love to kind of know how that breaks down because I think I think you're absolutely right. The image of adult women drinking beer is like you say it's kind of allocated to certain stereotypes like the messy misato style right. drunk um or on the other hand actually I'm, I think that's kind of you that's it's what it. you're relegated to if you're a woman drinking beer. If you're an adult woman drinking beer in anime, or you've drunk some alcohol that, that you don't recognize as alcohol, and one sip later you're completely wasted. So those are kind of your two options. There's also the lush type, but I guess that's pretty close to a misato, you know? Yeah. So, anyway, I just really And actually, I, when I was watching this, it, it occurred to me that you don't see adults driving very much in anime. That was something oh. I... That's... really struck me and like partly because that's in tokyo like you would expect them to take public transport everywhere um i think it's mostly just because they have company cars that they <laughs> they drive a lot yeah but it just they, it's, it's it just occurred thing. to me while i was watching it like oh it's, this actually feels really rare and yeah i don't think there's a whole lot in the way of kind of adult women driving cars normally in japan uh in anime well, there's also two elements to that the first is that this the parts of uh, Tokyo where people do all the animation are pretty far out to oh, the really? west. And there's not as much train traffic out there and it's a lot more car focused. So just by nature of what parts of Tokyo they're in, it, it, it is more of a car okay. culture. And the second part is cars are a bitch to draw. <laughs> Excuse me for the terminology, but... Uh, no, it's not, but... <laughs> you know... Don't, no one wants to draw cars. Even in Shirobako, all the cars are CG. So yeah, that's all. Oh, when they when they introduced the CG place that just made cars, I was just like, <laughs> this is where they all come from. Because uh, there's been, especially uh, the last couple seasons, I've just noticed that all cars are CG all the time, always. So uh, it was like this is the spring from which <laughs> all those bad CG cars are coming from. Populating <laughs> all these really beautifully drawn streets with these like clunky CG cars driving down them. Uh, although, I, I I guess I don't want to say her work was that bad. It looked like a good wheel, but. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did anything else? I also, anything else surprise you? I guess I just really liked how invested you both are in the five main yeah. girls. I know that following their stories takes away from a lot of these really interesting side characters that I was always like so hungry to learn more about, but at the same time I was really happy to have those those five yeah i'd agree with that like i'll grow and the last point i guess would be erica leaving work to spend time with her dad yeah they were super supportive i even wrote that down i was like wow everybody's like super understanding yeah i i just again i'm trying to like think of 
what would have happened if it was Honda leaving to go take to be with a sick parent? And I think there would have been a little more weirdness yep, there. Absolutely. Like he can't even bake a cake without people questioning his sexuality effectively. So I do think it, it's weird. That's just like the second uh, male character in the series that very distinctly cooks a lot, which mm. um, is kind of actually this has been a good series for cook, or season for cooking dudes because you got <laughs> Willem too. Well, but uh, that that's like that's a Western thing though, because in Asia, like cooking is not a predominantly female like designated task. But baking, I think, I'm trying to think if I see a baking lot of baking uh, probably is though. Yeah, like pastries baking and probably stuff. Is, yeah. I don't know, maybe it's because, again, I, I don't want to say all animes high school because apparently I'd be wrong. But uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of the time, you always, you always get to, like, uh, Valentine's Day and all the girls make chocolate and stuff. And then, uh, like, the few things I've seen about White Day is just, like, the guys are, are going to buy it because they don't know what they would be doing if they were making a, a, a chocolate or a pastry or something like that. It might just be baking-centric, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't stand out. But I, I think just the fact that, uh, especially... That's like all. Oh, what's what's the director's name? Uh, uh, the president, the guy who's the supposed to be Masao. Uh, yeah, like I all he does is cook. Yeah, <laughs> and then this guy, this guy says, "I want to be a baker." I think is a pretty interesting. I I just don't see that kind of stuff very often. I guess and just get like that Russian guy that makes sushi and da 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 da, that kind of stuff. Baking Thank- in anime. Yeah. Well, we've got. Uh, I guess there's a. <laughs> we've got Yakitate Japan. Yakitate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, that, and also my that. love story. I guess... There's a whole. There's a whole like patisserie guy that that is kind of the rival to the love interest. Well, my love story is definitely not. Uh, that that one's very unique in a lot of ways. <laughs> Although there there okay. there are a lot of cooking anime like Iron Walk John and actually did that get an anime? Um, there's Food Wars. Iron Walk John at least got a manga. I don't remember if it got an anime. Cooking uh, Master Boy. Yeah, so there's a lot of uh, like when it's focused on cooking, there's a pretty diverse cast. Usually, not not to say that they do uh, a very good job uh, or anything, but I think yeah, it's guys and girls. So, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a case that when when people are baking professionally, there's more likely to be kind of men or women. When you're talking about just like home baking, it is more likely to be the female characters. This is just anecdotal from my observations. Feel free to challenge me, but that's. That's what I've kind of noticed, I think. Yeah. No, that sounds about right. Especially sushi is very, seems to be male dominated. I don't know if that's because it's kind of like a, a lot of knife work and butchering fish, maybe. It's masculine, right? There's a, there's a thing about that. I don't remember what it is, but there's a thing about uh, it being a men's trade. I don't remember the details, so don't quote me on this yet. <laughs> <laughs> I seem to remember something along those lines. You can look it up and link us to it. I will. Excellent. Interesting cultural context, I guess. Mm. Okay, I think we need to wrap it up. So, housekeeping. You can find more of our work at www.animefeminist.com. The podcast itself is now available on iTunes and Stitcher. We're still working on Google. We will get that as soon as possible. We're available on Twitter, at Anime Feminist, on Facebook, facebook.com slash animefemme. We have a Tumblr now, which is also animefeminist.tumblr.com. And we do have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash animefeminist. We are at almost $1,000 in monthly income. Thank you so much to all of our patrons. Um, As a result, we have weekly podcasts. Our next funding goal is to be able to pay each of the team when they edit a contributor's work um, at a rate of $15 an hour. 
And at the time of recording, we are just $161 away from that goal. So if you can spare a dollar a month, it really does add up. So please go to www.patreon.com slash animefeminist and send us a dollar a month to continue our work and continue paying people fairly for the work they put in for us. So thank you so much to Peter and Miles for joining Ooh. me today. We will be back next time with episodes 13 to 18 in our Shirobako Watch Along. Bye.